Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring CuriosityStream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. The butcher knife slammed down, echoing once, twice, and again in the basement as I dismembered my husband. I hung his head in a harness above a simmering cauldron and got to work deboning, slicing, and wrapping the rest of the body for shipping. Don't cut me in smaller portions than usual, he said basking in the cauldron's aromatic vapor. I have to, or else we won't be able to meet all orders. I'm a rare delicacy. We want demand to be higher than supply. You're also addictive, and we don't want crazy customers hunting us down. Until I find a way to get you to regenerate faster, I'm chopping smaller portions. I leaned over the cauldron, sniffing. How's the new brew? Any difference? Yes, I can already feel my cells tingling. Really? I hope this is it then, because I'm seriously running out of ways to boost growth without affecting taste. I think you hit the jackpot. This'll definitely make our business more lucrative with no major effort. Speak for yourself, I said, wiping the back of my hand across my forehead. I do all the work while you just hang around. Bay, regenerating isn't a piece of cake, you know. Neither is getting slaughtered every day. This was your idea, Mr. I'm a delicacy. And a brilliant one, if I do say so myself. I don't know. I'm beginning to feel it really isn't all that great. The money we're making isn't all that great? He asked, incredulous. It's not that. I just miss doing things with you. What do you mean? We do a lot together. Yeah, at home while waiting for you to regenerate so I can chop you up the next day. I miss being outside with you, Nax. Doing things couples do, you know? I sighed as I wrapped and packed the final portion. Okay. I'm off to ship these. I placed his phone on the counter in front of him before I walked up the stairs. Call if you need anything, and think of what movie you'd like to watch tonight. A minute later, as I was entering my car, my phone rang. Nax? Hey, Rue. Just wanted to say I love you. I smiled. I love you too. And you're right. We don't do much outside the house anymore, so I figured I'd join you via voice on your ride. How thoughtful of you. I appreciated Nax's company as I shipped pieces of him to our avid customers. It was something I missed, and we agreed on making it a part of our routine from now on. And I just turned in the driveway, I said. Welcome back. Did you decide on a movie? I was thinking we could. He gasped at the sound of breaking glass, and my heart dropped as I jumped out of the car and ran to the door fumbling with my keys. Nax... What's happening? I think someone broke in. I'm not facing that direction, but I... Uh, I... Nax? My pulse raced as I dashed down the basement steps, and I gasped when I saw a masked man unhooking Nax's terrified, gagged head from its harness. Hey! I yelled as I charged at him. He managed to yank Nax free and kicked over the cauldron, 
sending a wave of bubbling brew my way. With barely any time to react, I jumped on the counter, the toes of my shoes sizzling. The man bagged my muffled husband and ran towards the broken window to make his escape. Not giving up, I threw my pots and pans on the floor and leapt from one to another, sprinting after him after I passed the boiling puddle. After climbing out the window, I saw him enter a waiting van and race off, and I didn't hesitate to jump in my car, my pulse frantic as I imagined what they'd do to my defenseless husband. After weaving high speed through the streets, they managed to lose me, and they didn't even have a plate number I could trace. I grabbed my phone and stared at it in helpless frustration. I couldn't call the police. I couldn't call anyone. No one knew about our questionable business. I spent the next hour roaming every road, lot, and alley, my aching heart straining as my puffy eyes pleaded for a glimpse of that van. I told Nax we should stop before things got out of hand. The money was incredible, but our clients were becoming more and more demanding as they became more and more addicted. He was just too vain and proud to stop. And now he was going to die getting devoured right down to his skull because no one was going to wait for him to regenerate naturally and no one knew how to create the right brew to accelerate regeneration except for me. I had to stop for gas, and I whipped out my phone when it buzzed, my emotions clashing as I read the message from a private number. Tell me ingredients for brew. Nax must have told them how this all works. That meant they wouldn't eat him down to his skull. He was still alive, and we still had hope. The ingredients are special. You can't find them easily. Take me too. I'll make the brew for you. No, I can get anything. Tell me ingredients. Can you get essence of Dentrobate leucomelis, powdered Lactrodectus mactans, and Oxyurinus catellitus fangs? There was no reply, and I sat in my car and tapped my anxious nails against my phone cover until the screen lit up again. Prepare ingredients for me to pick up. It's not only the ingredients, it's the method timing and temperature if you get anything wrong it won't work take me i'll make you brew daily as long as i can be with my husband another five minutes passed we'll pick you up in 30. a mixture of hope and trepidation spurred my heart as i raced home and dashed to the basement my footsteps squelching through the now congealed brew i pushed aside the hundreds of boxes of ingredients i'd experimented with until I found the one I'd stashed in the very back. I checked the labels and made sure everything was right. I was ready. With a determined breath, I dumped the box in my satchel and held it tight as I waited by the door. Ten minutes later, a familiar van coasted down the road and idled beside our driveway. The side door opened, and the same masked man beckoned me with a hurried motion. Gathering my courage, I hustled over and jumped in flinching as the door slammed shut behind me. My pulse thudded along with the van's growling engine as we drove away. There was minimal light in the back, and I sat myself in the corner furthest from the man, clutching my satchel and trying to ignore the sour smell. Is my husband okay? I asked. The man took off his mask, his eyes wild and bloodshot, and I gasped as he lunged at me. He pinned me down and my scream echoed through the van as he sank his teeth into my bicep and tore off a chunk of flesh. He released me, gagging, and I scrambled away, 
my terrified eyes glued to him as I gripped my wounded arm. You're not like him, he growled in disappointed frustration, spitting my blood. No, I'm not, I said, shaking at this savage demonstration of addiction. Are there more of him? Didn't he already tell you? I want to hear it from you. He's the last of his kind because people are too impatient to wait for a natural regeneration and eat them down to the bone. He cursed and spat to the side. Keeping my eye on him, I sat up trying to regain my composure. I'm bleeding a lot. You better do something or I'll pass out. He grumbled as he ripped off his sleeve and wrapped it around my arm with rough irritation, making me wince. Before I could ask about Nax again, he startled me by tossing a pair of handcuffs on my lap. Cuff him behind your back. I'm here in my own free will. Cuff him, or I'll do it. He snapped. I flinched but held my ground. Look, I'm in a lot of pain right now, and I want to see my husband. I'm not going to be able to do anything extreme, nor do I want to. If you want me to make the brew, you... You aren't going to make the brew. You're going to tell us how to make it. That's not going to work. It's a delicate process I've done countless times. You've done it zero. One mistake, and it's ruined. He glared at me, his lips twitching as he struggled to find the words he wanted to say. No. You. We. Give me your damn bag. He didn't wait for compliance as he wrestled the satchel away, roughly patted me down and began rummaging through it. Be careful, I said. The ingredients are in there. He ignored me as he searched every compartment before he shoved it to the side and sat back in a huff. Don't move. I won't. After a few seconds, I asked again. Is my husband okay? What do you want me to answer? He doesn't feel pain, so what exactly are you asking? He does feel fear. Then he's probably terrified. Now shut up. His blunt answer felt like a slap to the face and I fought to maintain my poise and avoid, and avoid aggravating him any more than he already was. The van lurched to a stop and the man yanked the door open before grabbing my satchel and pulling me outside. I cried out as he gripped my injured arm, but he didn't care as he turned to the older looking man, getting out of the driver's seat. The older man gawked at my blood-stained appearance. What the? You, you took a bite? They aren't the same. The younger man grumbled. You idiot, you could have ruined everything. We could have been stuck with no brew, no meat. Dad, I I'm not an... Before I knew it, a deafening crack rattled in my ears as the younger man collapsed to the ground. I gasped and backed away, my eyes wide with disbelief and alarm as I stared at the gun in the older man's hand. <sighs> Damn imbecile, he muttered at the body. Did... Did you just kill your own son? I asked, my voice shaking. He grabbed my satchel. Good riddance, less meat to share. He gestured with his gun to the side of a mansion I only just noticed. Walk around that way. This was a lot more serious than I'd anticipated, and I didn't want to get on the man's already irritated side. I walked ahead of him listening to his directions as he pressed his gun between my shoulder blades. We made it to a shed at the back of the property, and I held my breath in anticipation as he unlocked five bolts. The door creaked open and the lights blinked on, 
and my heart dropped to my feet when I saw a skull sitting on top of a bloodied table. No! I ran over, my trembling hands caressing the gnawed remains of my husband's head. Oh, Nax! Get back, the man barked, throwing me to the floor. You don't do anything. I do. You killed him! I sobbed. There's nothing left. You ate them all up. Don't lie to me, he said through clenched teeth. He told me as long as the brain's intact, he can regenerate. I wiped my tears with a quivering hand. His brain is still in there? Had to lock my idiot son out to stop him from eating it. He pulled out a chain and pointed with his gun. Go there, back to the pole. I stood up. No, I need to. You don't make the rules here. I flinched. He had the weapon, but I had the power, and he knew that. I had to get him to trust me. Sir, I'm the only one who knows how to make this brew. You want meat, I want my husband. Nax and I are both ready to live with you and give you endless meat, so just let me bring him back. I could see the hesitation in his eyes, so I continued. I've done it countless times, so it'll be faster too if I make it rather than waste time teaching you the entire process. Fine, do it. Do it now. He dropped my satchel on the table. He told us we needed a cauldron and harness. Are these good? He pointed to a cauldron half the size of mine and a harness that looked like a remodeled bridle. The cauldron's too small. It won't allow him to regenerate fully. He said he regenerates top to bottom, not inside to outside. That's enough. I don't like legs anyway. Fine. Build a fire under it and hang the harness two feet above. As he worked, I emptied my satchel beside my husband's head. Max, if you can hear me, you'll be alright, I whispered. I cradled his skull, careful to adjust his crooked jaw, and I placed it gently in the harness. Then I got to work filling the cauldron and throwing in the special ingredients as per this brew's particular recipe. Is it done? The man asked, his wild eyes just like his son's, as his tongue flicked against his lips. Yes. You dunk him in now? No, no, it's the vapor that does the work. Good. He pointed with his gun. Go stand there, back against the pole. No, I... I cried out, falling to the ground as he pistol-whipped me. Don't disobey me, he snarled. I'm not going to do anything, I said, backing away from him. Your work is done. You're not my guest. You're a slave. Go stand there or I'll keep you two apart. Not wanting to be separated from Nax, I acquiesced, shooting the man an uneasy look as he chained me to the pole opposite the cauldron. How soon until I can eat something? He asked. If you eat the first thing that grows, then that's the only thing you'll be eating because it'll always be the first thing growing. Wait until... I've waited long enough. Okay, okay. His eyes will grow in about 15 minutes. You can eat those. For those 15 minutes, we stared at Nax in silence, the brew bubbling to the rhythm of my anxious heart. My fatigue and pain were starting to dominate, and I stifled a groan as I adjusted my uncomfortable stance. The man gasped when a glimmer could be seen within Nax's eye sockets, and he made a disgusting slurping sound as he walked closer. Give him another minute, I said. Screw you, he said as he reached in and scooped out the burgeoning eyes with a squelch. He popped them in his mouth with a moan, chewing loudly, and I grimaced at his revolting display. 
He licked his fingers and then began licking the skull itself, sucking upon the eye sockets, and I turned away in disgust. A minute later, I heard a wheeze, and I looked back to see him on the ground, his swollen lips purple as he clutched at his throat. Not five seconds later, his wild eyes were tamed forever. I sighed in relief. With the immediate danger gone, I slid down to a sitting position, humming to distract myself from the pain as I waited for Nax to regenerate, my head nodding towards my chest. Rue, can you hear me? Please wake up. I opened my eyes to see Nax looking down at me with a worried expression as I lay on the shed's floor. Nax! I flung off the tarp covering me and sat up to hug him, but he shuffled away on his hands and stump of a torso. Poisonous, remember? He said, his half-smile failing to hide the trauma and guilt behind his eyes. Are you okay? Yes, thanks to my brilliant partner. His smile disappeared. You're hurt, though. You need to go to a hospital. That's easily done, but are you really okay? You were eaten alive. He shuddered. Yeah, I didn't like going through that again. Reminded me of the days before I met you. Glad they let me talk or the buffoons would have picked my skull clean. I threw the tarp over him and slid over, hugging him tight. I was so scared when I saw your skull on that table. I thought I'd lost you. He leaned his covered head on my shoulder. Rue, after you strip me to the skull again so I can regenerate without poisoning you, I think we should retire. I released him and pulled the tarp down, my eyes wide with surprise. Really? Yes, we've saved enough to last the rest of your life, so let's live it. Let's travel, go crazy, do things that couples do. He chuckled as I flung the tarp over him again and squeezed him tight. I love you. I love you too.